let's get to the Alabama effect. It's a real thing. Um, and I, I talked to Cooper Mays on our podcast uh, on Sunday, and it's brought to you by City Heating and Air Conditioning. I don't want to read too much into it, but he seemed a little sore and fatigued than other times that I talked to him each and every week. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alabama beats on you. Yeah. And I think it's a real thing, the physical effect uh, and the toll that an Alabama game takes on you. I do, too. Then uh, a lot of teams, I don't know everybody's record uh, after the week after or even two weeks after they play Alabama, their next game. I don't know that. I know Tennessee is under Saban. Saban has 15 wins against Tennessee, not counting the most recent because they haven't had a game yet. And Tennessee's six and nine after those games. Now, most of those wins were over South Carolina when South Carolina wasn't very good. Uh, but that's, uh, I think it's had a, I think it has a physical effect. I think it can have an emotional effect on you as well after being in a game like that. Maybe you've had a, maybe on a rare occasion you had a big win against them, or maybe you had a devastating loss against them. So, yeah, I think there is an, an Alabama effect. And also from that emotional standpoint, you're getting up to play Alabama. Regardless of who you are, you're typically getting up emotionally. You can't get up emotionally for 12 games in a row. You can't do it. And the fact you play after the Alabama game, which most everybody gets up for emotionally, I think it's tough the next week to uh, to match that emotion. I completely agree, Caleb. Jimmy, do you think there's a difference, though, and this may be negative for Tennessee this, this week, but during this, however long they've been playing Alabama and Nick Saban, under Nick Saban, 16 years or whatever, do you think it's actually worse this time around? Because most of those games, let's just be honest, throughout the last 16 years, Tennessee went into Alabama, and I don't care what people think about the rivalry, they wrote that game off as a loss. You went in and you're like, this is a loss. We don't care. And even the players, like, we don't really care because we know we're going to lose. Like, South Carolina was more of a circled game than Alabama for most of these seasons. So do you think it's actually a little worse this time because they were emotionally invested in trying to beat Alabama thinking they had a shot and then losing in the second half the way they did? Do you think that actually makes it worse than some of the previous losses? Yes, because you you didn't have a great chance to win the game. You were up 13-0. You were up 20-7. to You should have been up more if you could have scored in the red zone touchdowns instead of field goals. And then you got a few, you got a few bad calls. Uh, which I think changed the momentum of the game, but still Tennessee should have had uh, the wherewithal to to withstand that. Uh, so, yeah, I do think it makes it tougher because you were right on the cusp of having a really good chance to beat Alabama and the, and the rug was pulled out from under you. I think back to Miami a few weeks ago when Mario Cristobal made that stupid play at the end of the game where instead of taking a knee, they run it and they fumble, the other team scores. I picked North Carolina to beat the heck out of them the next week, and they did because Miami was still reeling from the coach's dumb decision. So, Caleb, to your point, I do think when you have an opportunity to win a game like that against Alabama and you don't, I think it makes it harder to recover. You talked about dumb decisions in your column that Josh Heupel made. The the fourth down calls uh, to me, and I know Caleb disagrees, but the fourth down calls to me just seemed like he was trying to force momentum or – pull back momentum. It was just forced is the best word that I can, I can come up with Jimmy. Well, there, there are a couple of things there. And I, I think one of them, somebody told me this, they said hyper was ticked off at the officials for not giving them the first down for reversing it. And he was going to say, all right, I'm going to stick it to the rest. Oh no. 
Uh, maybe that was one of them. Uh, I I don't agree with going for it when you've got the lead on your own territory. And, and a part of that is this. You think, well, what, what about the play call? Think about this with Tennessee. So there's an argument, what, Tennessee leads the SEC in rush and they average 231 yards a game, whatever. How do they gain most of those yards? When they spread the field and the opponent has five or six in the box. Tennessee is not a good running team when they bunch it in and the opponent has eight, nine, or ten men in the box. They are not. And one reason they are not is that their offensive line is not physical enough and Joe Milton 99% of the time is not going to keep the ball in his own read. So they're not a good running team in short-yarded situations when they when it's compacted, which is one another reason I didn't like Tennessee going for it in those situations. Now, I, I agree. Uh, I do. I think that um, it just it, it felt almost like uh, a team, a basketball team pressing. Um, it just it felt like the game was slipping away. And maybe maybe Josh Heupel knew that, that the game was slipping away and he felt like he made a play happen. But I wasn't a big fan of the fourth down, particularly the one where they lined up in shotgun. The, the, but it's it's yeah. one decision to go for it, it's another for that to be your play call. Those are two different conversations, right? Well, they, yeah, I, I, and I didn't like the play calls because I don't think they could run the football effectively against Alabama in a bunch of situations. The other thing is, why would you do that with the lead? You know, if, if you're down seven points, ten points, whatever, and you're trying to recapture the momentum, that makes a little bit more sense to me to gamble. But why would you do that with the lead? Here's the other part of that, too. I've had several people tell me this, and <clears throat> I don't know the answer. <clears throat> Excuse me. But they think that Heupel is not used to having a good defense, and so he doesn't know how to coach with a good defense. Let your defense take over. You don't have to force the issue. You don't have to go for fourth down. Punt it and make Alabama go 65 or 70 yards. I don't know if that's a factor, but I know that some people have suggested to me that Heupel not really sure how to call a game when he has a good defense. Yep, that's uh, that's a very interesting point. Uh, portions of the program brought to you by Harold Group Security Solutions, leadership experience, specialization, addressing problems through unique mission-specific mitigation techniques, also making your children safer at schools. They're working with private schools now. We're talking about former service members who go through a 60-day training to make sure that they make schools safer. They're working with private schools. We want to get them with public schools. So you have to go to your school administrators and say, Herald Group Security Solutions, call them. Let's get this thing done. Let's avoid the tragedies that we've seen across the United States of America. Jimmy, I don't know if you know, but I disagree with both you guys and John Adams. I am very <laughs> much, if I had my choice, I would not even spend money or waste time on a punter in college. I would just have my kicker do it because I think punting and Harvard probability studies back me up on this with analytics. Punting is the most overused play in football and it is a turnover. I don't care what anybody says. A punt is a turnover. You're giving the ball to the other team. So unless it's like fourth and 16 at your own 20, I think the punt's the most overused play. I think you should almost always go for it on fourth and one or fourth and inches. But I do agree that the play calls are terrible. I think on fourth okay. and – Let's say, how good is Harvard in football? <laughs> okay, let's, let's put an end to that crap. Actually, actually – in football? I don't hey, care Jimmy, what Harvard says. Jimmy, Jimmy, <laughs> how good is Duke right now at football with an Ivy League head coach? I think I the future, they, but they bunt. Did he go to Harvard? I think <laughs> he, he was from a, Harvard. I think it was Princeton or Cornell. One <laughs> okay, of those. that rules out Harvard. 
<laughs> oh, okay. Jim, Jimmy's really big on the Ivy League rivalries here. He's like, hey, man, I'm Team Cornell all day. 